FMX Network Production. You cast me, I'll complete me till death do all part. What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? Welcome to the Pulp MX Wrap Up Show. This is Dark Side from the Moto X Pod Show. This is the number one wrap-up show in the moto industry, where each week, myself and a couple guests wrap up and discuss the good, the bad, and the janky in that week's Pulp Mech Show. But before we get started, I want to thank all the sponsors who've come on board. Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers, and Motosport.com. I appreciate all the help and support from those great companies, so please use them and support them. Also, feel free to reach out with questions, comments, or critiques by emailing me, darkside at pulpmex.com. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Troy Dog CEO. I actually work for him. Okay. He's, he's CEO. I'm surprised you guys haven't called me and been like, yo, dude, I need the editing master. Listen, I know you like to talk a lot of shit. Mark's got a shit ton of problems. I have an opinion about things, like everyone does. I mean, the less said about Denver, the better, maybe, because it was not a classic. But it's Shred Tour. Largest rocking chair in the world. An hour and a half south of here is the world's biggest thermometer I've driven by a hundred times. So, has someone jumped off it on a dirt bike? No. Kiefer has a history of pissing off our guests on the phone. <laughs> I was so. definitely not one of those amateur phenoms, to say the least. We should really go back to two strokes. I would say I'm not racing Salt Lake. <sighs> it would have been really nice if you would have shot me a tech. We made changes up until round four. And then, of course, after Anaheim won, there's always a fire drill. Bro. I was there for many warriors, bro. I got a great place tell, for you to put your bags. I mean, I'm 42 years old, guys. Like, I, I have to have a place that I, I can, you know, uh, make attractive to uh, the opposite sex yeah, who okay. wants to spend Fair time point. in. Are you of these? You of these inconsequential <laughs> points battles? No, that no one cares about. They- He's so on fire right now. He got a lot of bonus checks. Just crushing this breakfast, and I, I knew <laughs> like he was eating like. I don't know, a dozen things that he wasn't allowed to eat? Dude, like, it's like rock hard. Dude, it's huge. It's like the biggest rocking chair I've ever seen. Well, because it's the world's largest one. Exactly. Yeah. Will Hahn has stepped up, and he is your 32nd boy. I've always called them assless chaps myself, but aren't all chaps assless? That race sucked. Dumbest calls ever on this show. If you live in a van and put it in main events, you wear X-Brand. To the caller that, that was blowing me up. 8,494th example of you could never make everybody happy. They moved my flight time. They moved your flight. Yeah. Your, your Supercross spy uh, made the gypsy guy hate me. So you're just looking through the window at other flights? I'm not that decision maker, Troy. I'll just sacrifice like four nights in Cancun. No big deal. Can we go? I think Anderson's outdoor winless streak ends this summer. Blue ball the shit out yeah, of everybody. Nothing. Who do I have to blow? We just boned you. Was I the greatest mechanic? No. All right, here we go. It's another Pulp Mix wrap-up show. I'm Darkside from the Moto X Pod Show. This should be a good one, yeah, but you never really know. In honor of Troy Dog being in studio, barely, but still being there, I've got a couple of the squad members to help out tonight. First up, from JSR Motorsports, he's currently 20th in 450 Supercross, and he's brought to you by Michelin Bicycle Tires, my boy, Justin Starling, Star Dog. What's up, dude? Well, I'm just happy you remember my name for a second there. Uh, but, yeah, uh, not much. We're just uh, actually just at the Park City about 10 minutes ago. And, yeah, ready to get this final race underway. 
The the name joke it, it, it's it's old news, Justin. Uh, we you know it's been four years. I will never let it down. It's time to move on. Nope, never. Still, I'm here for it. Oh, all right. Next up, he's currently prepping for outdoors. We think we're going to find out. He's brought to you by Guts Racing. Uh, it's my boy Hard Dog Grant Harlan. What's up, dude? Oh, not much. Just you know, getting ready for outdoors. Um, <laughs> next week. I think we got a couple couple key pieces of the program put together today, so I'm awesome. Excited. Well, we're we're gonna probably ask a little bit about that as we go on in the show, but I, I need everybody to know that you you stole or were given CRMX's uh, his spot. Uh, you know, no, I, I absolutely stole that. Um, uh, he is still blocked on Twitter. He's been blocked for a while. So um, <laughs> when, I, when I got the news, I was stoked. Okay. So, hey, hey, who made that happen? Who made that happen? Uh, you did actually. From, from yeah, there we go. Wow. Love to hear it. It's actually yep, CMXR, but uh, yeah. <laughs> and on my side, it was nothing against CRMX. It was, I just thought it made more sense to have two squad members. Right. That was my thought. This is, this is definitely way better. <laughs> yeah, that's well, what I thought too. <laughs> he, he, I think CMRX is supposed to be on next week, so we'll, we'll get his rebuttal. It, work, it works out perfect. He can get it. I just think with this one, it just makes sense. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he even said on the show that he's a Chisholm guy. So, oh, yeah. And Chisholm's not really like he part of it he is, but. Yeah, so it just makes nah, sense. If, if Chiz wanted to be involved this year, he could have been, um, but he did yeah. ignore uh, his best friend, Troy. So. <laughs> That's what Troy, yeah. Troy, Troy yep. gets a little emotional. You know, you, when I called in, he's like, bro, you've been, you know, you've been kind of ghosting me. And then he was texting me earlier in, before Supercross, like, dude, Chiz won't respond to my text, man. Chiz, you think he's okay? Will you check, please? <laughs> it's like, you're a little emotional, bro. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah, Troy Dog's awesome, but yeah, I mean, if Chiz was ghosting me, I'd feel bad, you know. And if I was ghosting me, I'd be, I'd be really sad. So I get it, I get it, Troy Dog. Uh, but hey, once this thing's wrapping up at the end, we've got a special guest later on, Ginger Dog, wife of Troy Dog, Sarah Milk Dog. <laughs> Unbelievable. We're, we're going to talk about that he one. He is <laughs> very, very Troy Dog is very basement. Um, he he might be the poster child for basement. But she's going to come on and kind of maybe help us try to understand the travel story, which we will get to that with you guys. And I want to know if this is a recurring theme with Troy Dog. So we will get to all that. And anyway, what this week, uh, episode 503, another, yeah, it's a decent show from Pulp Max. A couple the great. Best show. What's that? I said the best show, actually. Well, the co-hosts were fantastic. We had Wes Williams from Verb Moto in studio, as well as Verb, Dog, Verb Moto CEO and leader of the Troy Dog Squad, Troy Benjamin, who it almost... was better than Show 500. You I think so? All right. Yep. Well, I'll give it to you. Uh, I'm, yep. I'm going to just... I'm, I'm not going to go there, but it, it was a good show. It was. I said decent, kind of just joking because of the guests. You know, that the in-studio guests were great. On the phone, though, a little bit of mediocrity. I mean, all we had was the newly crowned 450 Supercross champion, like Tomac, one of the crown jewels of our sport, Justin Brayton, and our le- the legend Kyle Chisholm calls in, and the soon-to-be flip-off champion of the world, Will Hahn. Um, a- yeah, Grant, thoughts? You already said it was the best show. Give me your overall thoughts on 503, uh, what made it the best show. Um. I did. I did enjoy five hundred three. Um, specifically, uh, Troy being late that made it, I think, iconic in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, even if it's just personal, um, the the Tomac segment was cool. You know, he was a little open about you know his injury and yeah. you know this you know more so than normal, um, which I thought was cool. And then obviously the champion Will Hahn, um, 
that was that was a good good statement. So, you know, just overall overall great show. Yeah, uh, Justin. Yeah, Troy. Troy going through a lot of hell, which he kind of probably brought on himself to get there for just mm-hmm. a few hours, and then almost almost Mrs. Flight home. Justin was fantastic. That was the like, yeah, that was my favorite part of the whole show is the the Troy drama. Yeah, I was a little confused. Was like, I didn't realize he's literally never left his home or something. Because <laughs> right. I like the Uber thing, and then trying to figure out how to get to an airport, and then signs. I'm like, man, it's like the easiest thing you can do. I'm not really sure how you can mess that up. But yeah, I think that kind of that kind of just showed what kind of program it runs. Really loose. Yes. Uh, we kind of just send it, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And for <laughs> Troy's case, it kind of sort of worked. He, he definitely just cased the jump, but he wrote out of it. Okay. All right. I like it. Well, five hundred three was great. A lot of good stuff, and we're gonna start off. Just let's get the elephant. Deal with the elephant in the room, Justin. Yamaha LCQ Privateer Challenge Race, Race Tech Rant. Uh, we're going to start with a rant and the discussion of this Yamaha LCQ. We're going to get into some your thoughts on it. Uh, let's listen. So my rant is, again, like going back to the caller that, that was blowing me about how great I am for this privateer stuff, right? And I got $86,000 in counting for these privateers, and I'm having a race. Thank Does you that f- include ours? No. Thank you to the Feld guys for giving me a race, and Sean Brennan, and Mike Mewey, and everybody else giving me a race. This that is, is really cool. Uh, and we're doing this big thing, and we're writing a bunch of checks out, and we're helping the privateers, and blah, 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 blah. Some of these guys are legit mad at not being in the race. Look, Cade and Starling were giving me shit on Twitter. They're, they're kind of half-joking because they both did, told me for a long time they didn't want any part of this race, right? And why didn't they want any part of it? Because they were both hoping that they'd... They were good enough to not score enough points. I see. And then they were also worried about being in it as wild cards for getting their legs broken. There is a sort of an undercurrent of guys pissed that Chiz and Brees are in this, even though they're starting second row. And then I got fans on DMing me on Instagram, on Twitter, everything else. Like, you should do this. You should do that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Like, fuck, man. Like, I'm just trying to hold a race here. And the five wild cards were always going to be my choice. It was, I always said from the beginning, it's just my buddies or just people I like or whatever are in the wild card race. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Certainly you can understand 8,494th example of you can never make everybody happy. Trying to do a good thing, still getting shit. Thank you. Justin, I'm going to go to you first, man, since you were mentioned. Uh, let's get the, let's hear it from the horse's mouth, man. Like, where are you at? How do you feel about it? Like, it is a cool thing he's doing, right? It is his race. Kind of do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, but how do you feel about the rules and or the lack thereof or, you know, whatever, his decisions? I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's his race, right? Yeah. So whatever he wants to do with it, if he wanted to put all factory guys on the line, that's his decision. You know, like that's just kind of how it is if you look at it in the grand scheme of it's, it's his race. So, yeah, I mean, I think everything's fine. I think the people we picked is fine. Uh, yeah, I poked, I poked fun at him that, like, I wanted to be in it, like, when he was getting a bunch of shit on Twitter. but. Right. I don't want to be in it. And I was a, kind of one of my main goals was to be good enough to where if he had to put me in it, it was going to be like a wild card thing. Um, but obviously main goal for me was top 20 points in Supercross and not his race. So I didn't want to be in it. I think now Cade wants to after his past weekend. Um, he's probably doing everything he can to try to get in it. But uh, yeah, I didn't want to get in it really from the beginning, from the first time he announced it when I was actually in studio with him. So. Uh, but yeah, I think his rules are fine. Um, I mean, Brees and Chiz really wanted to be in it and yeah, they did what they had to do, I guess, to get in it and good for them. You know, that's, that's what they wanted. 
I wasn't willing to do anything like that. And nonetheless, <laughs> I didn't even want to in the first place. So, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Granted, it's a lot of money. It sounds like, I mean, it could be up to 20 grand for the winner, which is, you know, that's pretty epic. That's just almost double what it is to win a 450 main event. But, um, yeah, I had one goal and that was, you know, to, to, to really focus on just the supercross part, which, I, that's what I'm doing, you know, and after yeah. Saturday, you know, if the race was after this weekend, it'd be a different story, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I don't want anything to do with it. All right. Hard dog. Uh, first of all, very cool thing that Steve does every year for privateers, right? I mean, guys like yourself always have an opportunity to get some help, um, more help than probably a lot of other industry people do, but, uh, what are your thoughts on what Steve's doing the race in, you know, and, and him kind of making his own rules and whether people like it or not, man, it's yeah. Like he said, you're never gonna make everybody happy. Just not possible. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the race itself is cool. I think what Steve's done the past, what is it? Three years now is awesome. I mean, I'm sure he's helped out a load of these privateers. And yeah. I mean, if I was, if I was in the position to race it, I would totally do it. Um, you know, if I was, if I was in Starling's position, you know, I might think twice, you know, a bunch of guys, going for wide open takeouts (laughs) yes a bunch of carnage you know i think i think i'd just be okay with with where i was at but you know right now i'd 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 be all about it so i think it's cool as far as um chiz and Brees, i think Brees is fine i mean i don't know if anyone really expected him to be as good as he was this year so just to see where he's at after taking a year off is cool and then chiz i don't know I, I, he's a privateer, but he's he's also not. I'm sorry, he's not. He's on a factory bike. In the it's not a privateer country. race anymore. Let's be real. Yeah, he's not. I mean, the idea I think was right. The privateers have a chance to be in, but yeah, the wild cards are wild cards. It can be shit, like you said, Justin. It can be uh, if he wants it to be a factory guy. It can be. Um, I think I don't know what the payout is. I don't, uh, but I bet privateer. A lot of the privateers are going to they're going to do well. Like, yeah, I, I agree that Kyle's not technically a privateer. I mean, look, there there are a lot of times he's doing it out of his own, you know, he, he's got other people bringing the bike. Well, I guess that's what a factory does. He's too, got two you, semis to pick from. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right. He does, he does. I, I, I love Chiz. I'm just, I just get him shit. I love him. I mean, he's not making a big salary, though, right? I mean. He's I making more than I am. Yeah, and Justin's making good money. So all right, well, yeah, and I'm, and I'm doing it, all right, but I'm for sure not doing as good. I, as I get, I get the fact that Chiz is a, you know, an issue for some of the guys. I get that. Like if I if I was to put it on a thing, I would say that Brees is totally fine to be in it. Yeah, um, no questions asked. Wild card the shit out of him. Like after, no matter how many mains he's making, you do that. Yeah, um, Chiz, I would put question marks on that. He's got in the top tens and he's. He is out of a semi. Yeah, he might be paying for his flights, but you know he's got money, like to do that. So, what, like flights are being covered. Like at one point two, four fifty. Not this or, year. Not, not no, not this year, but like in years past. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's had some factory support. Yeah, but so, I, but that's um, not this year. No, but I mean, <laughs> well, we had factory support this year. Well, I mean, not in four fifty class. <laughs> all right, all right, no. No, well, it's cool. I'm fine with Chiz being in it. If he wants to be in it, I'm totally fine with it. Like that is literally like anybody that wants to be in it. I, I think it's fine. If Anderson said, "Hey, I want to be in it," and Steve said, "Hey, okay, if that makes us good, right?" It's fine. That's it's it is what it is. It's a, it's a race that he's putting on, and no matter where you finish, you're going to make money. Good for those people. 
Yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm so excited. I get to be there this weekend. Like, I, I felt bad for the people in Denver that missed it when the wind was bad, but it's secretly deep and down inside. I was going, yeah, cool. So now I get to go. But uh, at that, like I said, that was the Race Tech rant of the night of the night. Use pulp, pulp code PULP22 to save at Race Tech. And I want to give a shout-out to Checkers and his now fiance Jenny. Just got engaged this weekend. Awesome, awesome people. Love those guys. So congrats to the two of them. Uh, all right, let's listen to some praise. Damien called in to talk about what a big deal the LCQ race is. I mean, I need to actually stop for a moment and put any thought into what a big deal this is, this LCQ challenge thing. Since, like, the Wonder Warthog and you get a $50 gas card or whatever, what has been done for these guys by anybody, really? Well, they all have their own guys that help, right, that help them out and stuff. And, and you know, there's low-key stuff going on behind the scenes to help out privateers. Put any thought into that at all? I mean... What am I gonna get out of it? Like, do I get an award or do I, you know, like who can't, like, I, you know, like no, I'm not, I'm that's not, the no, whole but point. no, but that's exactly my point. Is you don't get shit out of it. That's fine. I'm just, just yeah. no, 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 no. I have a house with these tall ceilings and I have this cool life and you know what I mean. Sponsors that pay us well, so like I'm just doing a job, yeah. right? Like I, I I'm just yeah. doing my job. Obviously, when I worked for yeah. Nick Way and Tim Ferry and I was, a, they were top privateers in Supercross. Like, I lived it as a mechanic, right? I lived it. I saw the things these guys had to do, and, and beating factory guys was fucking cool, and I was stoked on all of that. So some of my uh, helping these guys now is back in the day, right? Great. I'm going to go to you first. So my thoughts on this, one of the reasons I wanted to play that audio was both of you guys, you and Justin, are obviously your privateers. Um, there's There are a lot of people that reach out and help privateers. There's a lot of good sponsorship opportunities, but... Really, Steve is one of those guys with his podcast, Privateer Island, et cetera, et cetera, that does do a lot of more stuff that gets noticed in the mainstream. Um, how much do you, like, as a privateer, you've done Privateer Island. You've done stuff with Steve. Like, how much do you appreciate what he's doing? And then also just talk about help you get from other places in the industry as a privateer. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really too um... – too well known on the subject but i think in terms of helping privateers out not many people have done it like steve you know at least in the like main moto industry yeah i think he's done a really big thing with these races and even in with the individual support i mean i don't know how much help he's given out but like he's had a couple of people run his stickers like mcadoo in the past um i think he's got a he's got lopes this year so Mm -hmm. i think uh, I think what he does for the privateers and even for the the sport in general is awesome. Yeah, Justin, you've been a little, you've been on the Pulp Show a few times. You know Steve probably a little better than Grant does. Uh, again, and, and I thought it was funny where he's like, "Wow, what am I going to get an, uh, an award?" Like we we all know that Steve really enjoys pumping himself up a little bit, but I don't really think the end game for him is to get an award or to get notoriety. He genuinely cares about the privateers. Yeah, he likes to help, I, and I don't really know why he does as much as he has to because he doesn't he doesn't have to. Um, but yeah, he's all for it, and he wants to help anyone and and everyone. And I think it also he just enjoys. I'm I I don't know if he enjoys so much of the shit he's getting for the race and who he gets to put in it. Right. But I know he enjoys being able to give back in some way because he's been through the struggles and he knows how it all how it all goes and everything and. 
Uh, and, and that he's the only one that's really willing to do that, which is pretty badass, you know, and someone should make him an award, honestly, like they really should. Like, I think that that would be really cool. And I think it would actually mean a lot. to him. I, I do too. You know, you're right. Cause well, and I think he, he, would, he would probably put it right next to the summer cross trophy, right? Yeah. He, he would like that, which I could see that. that that's a good idea. Maybe we need to make that. You know what? Man, I wonder if I have enough time before Friday. I wonder if there's some time we can make something happen the next day or two. Yeah, that yeah, do that. All right, we'll work on that before I I leave town tomorrow. We'll, we'll try to figure something out. Um, I like that. Yeah, he won't listen to this shit anyway. Uh okay. <laughs> now that we we praise Steve, does anybody? Bit. Yes, Justin. God damn it! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Damn, what an asshole! I'm still gonna just keep giving you back. For That's the fine. Time you forgot my name. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine, Kate. Oh, I mean, Justin. Uh, oh my god, I was about to lose my mind. <laughs> now that we praise Steve a little bit. I feel like we must bust his balls just a little. So let's uh, let's listen to this first. I have an opinion about things, like everyone does, but I'm not going to sit there and say like, oh, yeah, I did this and I did that. Okay, short piece of audio. That's exactly what Steve does all the time, Steve. I did this. I did that. Come on, Justin. Justin. Oh, you're there. Sorry, my phone's cut down. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, I mean, he likes to praise, right? Yes, I mean, he does. That is that is his thing. It uh, and he always he'll. I always notice that when he's on like his show, he like will little make things, you know, make little jabs about it. Like, oh, I think, do I want this? I want this, but it's like we well, actually you're doing it now. So, yeah, I think you do want the praise because you're kind of praising yourself at the moment, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like that's kind of what I always notice. He's always kind of praising himself and just hoping that people are just going to agree with it because then he starts to get like he starts talking a little louder. And you're like, okay, he's super stoked that people are agreeing with him. So, right, yeah, yeah, I would say that he loves the praise. Absolutely. Uh, Harlan, Grant, Hardog, it's all right to, to, to want a little praise, but I, lo- I love when he says stuff like that that's, like, to me, almost completely the opposite of how he really is. It just makes me laugh. Yeah, I think, I think he does it because he likes the praise, and then even the, the people that don't praise him for it, I think he really loves to go back and forth with them on Twitter. Oh, yeah. He, he loves it. Yes. Like, every time I get on Twitter, you know, every week or so, there's a new, you know, Mathis thread, <laughs> you know, quote, speech, just going off on people, people going off on him. And I think he really enjoys it. I do. I do, too. I think he does, too. You're absolutely right. Uh, all right. Before we start recording, we were talking about Denver a little bit because we we're talking about weather, et cetera, et cetera. Justin, uh, Steve said, look, the less we talk about Denver, the better. Not a classic race. I kind of I beg to differ um, a little bit. I mean, obviously, it wasn't one of the greatest ever, but the, the the mention or the quote was the vibe was low, dusty, crappy. You were there. I mean, I wasn't obviously. It wasn't spectacular, but I I kind of sit back and look at it. It's a whole lot better than not having a race. Like it would, you know, we got we got champion. With Eli, Jason Anderson goes three in a row. Uh, Hunter Lawrence, three in a row, wins. You know, I mean, like, there was some cool shit that happened. There was some good racing. It wasn't the best, but um, you were there, man. I mean, what was it like being there? Uh, I mean, I love Denver. Uh, That's like, to me, it kind of feels like a second home to me, uh, just from the time that I've spent there training and stuff. So, uh, personally, being there was probably one of the the best atmospheres I've had all year. even like my fan line was, I think, bigger than my home race. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like being there a lot. I think it's cool. The track was pretty bad. Um, it was super basic. And 
times were super close because of that. Like there really was no time to be made up anywhere unless you were just really good at flat tracking on concrete. <laughs> right. Um, so that was kind of the only thing that I, I kind of thought was bad was the track. Like after the heat race, I was like mind blown at how terrible the track was. And I think I was the first heat race of 450. So yeah. And then the main event, it was literally like, I kind of just looked at it as like survival, you know, like it was just concrete. So, um, yeah. And I, I don't really know, like, I, mean, I guess I know why that is. The dirt out there is pretty bad, but yeah, it, it was it was pretty it was pretty terrible. The morning practice, I thought the track was sweet, but yeah. And then when it comes to the battles, I mean, I, I don't really get to watch the 250 class um, mainly just because like I'll be in staging or so at the at the pit, you know, and then going in and and, uh, and then the 450 side, I, I didn't get to watch any of it, so uh, I don't really know of anything that was going on besides. Um, I knew Eli was up front at one point because of the crowd, and that was pretty much the only. <laughs> Only time I really knew anything was going on, but yeah, from from what I went back and looked, it was uh, I mean a pretty bland race. But I mean, you're gonna have those out of 17 rounds, so I mean, yeah. what can you really expect, right? Yeah, and Grant JT made a pretty good point about the schedule, right? It was kind of a you know it was supposed to have qualifying went on Friday, it was an early early race, so maybe that's why they made it a little basic because of the schedule. Let's just get through it. Uh, you know, it's there wasn't a bad point, but you were not there, right? You you yeah, I know you're not riding, but you weren't there, right? Yeah, no, I watched it on TV, which yeah. was absolutely fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> okay. Um, I think, I don't know how much the elevation affects the bikes there, uh-huh. but I think that might have a little bit to do with the track. Um, I know they had that little um, weird double, triple thing before the Supercross triple that looked pretty big on the supposedly practice press day, whatever, that they knocked down because they weren't sure if the 250s could make it. So. I think it's always tough with the elevation to build a track that's challenging, but have it to where the bikes can actually, you know, clear the obstacles. Right. Right. Um, So I think that's a tough part of it. And then as far as the racing, I thought it was pretty good. Um, The 450 LCQ was, was pretty exciting along with the uh, last lap of what, what he was it with Bogle and, and Paul Kelly. That was, he uh, won. It was my heat. Yeah. He won. Yeah. That was awesome. I was I love that. The reaching um, for the rear fender, trying to grab yeah. on. Yeah, that was cool. I <laughs> yeah. mean See, dude, were... even TV, like Eli going around during the heat race in the in the main event, like you could hear the wave oh, of yeah. the crowd. Yeah, yeah. On TV, which was so sick to see. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, there was a few things to talk about, Steve. It wasn't that bad. So but I think that's enough for the wrap up show tonight. So we'll we'll go ahead and move on for Denver. But uh, I do want to tell you guys about Seal Savers. Um, I know you're, you know, pro riders. And you want your bikes to look all bitching, and maybe not everybody thinks uh, fork seal protectors are cool, but Seal Savers are bitching. And for 22 years, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection to the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the first and original fork seal protection that protects your forks from dirt, dust, rocks, sand, and mud. Seal Savers will always continue to innovate and improve, which is what led to the development of the easy-to-install Zip-On Seal Savers. Not only do they have a full line of products for your motorcycle, Seal Savers is the essential products that are crucial for the performance of your side-by-side and mountain bike. Seal Savers is the ultimate protection. Enter the code PULT25 for 25% off at sealsavers.com. I literally have a blue set of Seal Savers sitting right in front of me that I will be taking with me next weekend when I go to Kiefer's to get my YZ250 so that I don't have to change my damn fork seals because I want them protected. Ah. All right, we talked about Jason, or I barely mentioned Jason, getting three in a row. There was a pretty good conversation about uh, where he's at right now. 
I'll just go out and go ahead and predict he gets a seventh win this weekend just because he's he's so on fire right now. He's not going to have that championship. And, and in 10 years, I don't know that people are going to remember how yeah. fantastic he was this season. And that's a shame. He has been just phenomenal. He's better than the year that he won the title. There's no doubt, no doubt about, about that. It. I agree. Yeah, there's no, no doubt. doubt. If Cowie had a crappy year, yeah. like, you know, fan well, perception would be, yeah. I honestly thought, though, Anderson's personality was going to be, like, counterproductive at Cowie. When I heard that happen, I was like, there's no way he's going to, like, if Tomac could make this work, how is Anderson going to make it work? And then just freaking comes out on fire. I think it's one of the, the biggest misnomers, and if you ask the general public, like, you took a poll in the pits, at a just random supercross race, I think there would be such a gigantic disconnect between the amount of work that Anderson puts in and what the perception oh, of, course. of the amount of work that Anderson puts in. He works hard. He's there to the very end. He treats everybody with respect. He wants to get better. You know what I mean? All of that stuff. And he goes, I could not have been more wrong about Jason Anderson, <laughs> but you know, now that working with him. So it, yeah, yeah, even even like go, going back, like I would always hear stories about Anderson putting in the most laps always. And I'd be like, really? Like, <laughs> I, it just caught me off guard. But I, so I kind of knew that going into this Cowie situation. Then I was hearing more of those stories yeah. going into this season. That's why I picked Anderson to win Anaheim 1. Uh, Jess, I'm going to go to you first. So two things with that audio that I kind of want to touch on. The fact that he's won seven races, right, and three in a row and not, like, not in title contention at this point is mind-blowing. And the other thing is that perception, which I think that was probably 99.9% of Moto fans and media, whatever, probably felt the same way, that at this point, Jason's just going through the motions, kind of making his career, just, you know, getting by, making a paycheck, enjoying it a little bit. But, like, I I would have not known that he works that hard and that he, you know, I would not have known all those things about him that he puts in that much time um, based off the perception I had of him. So, I think he, for me, is the biggest surprise of the year. Uh, I know what Jay, uh, Eli's done, switching teams, winning championship, is a hell of a job. But, man, Jason's a surprise for me. Yeah, I think a lot of I, – I mean, I think the, the main thing is Jason needed a change, you yeah. know. And, like, when you're at – when you do one thing for so long, you, you can only go so far, in my opinion. And then you eventually peak, and then it's pretty much – you, it's hard to maintain it, and I think you have to like work harder to maintain it because you're not actually going to go up. So I think he was working harder to maintain it, and then in a way, I think he started going backwards um, when he was like at Alden's and with Husky. So I think him having something new was good for him. You know, it, like it was all exciting again, and everything was new, and he could do whatever he wanted to do. And clearly, it's working. You know, I mean, I think without the bike problems that he's had, he would be i mean the championship i think would be going down to salt lake so um yeah i mean i'm not really surprised by any means because this is like as a rider i know like when i make a change how much it benefits me and so i can only imagine how you know a situation like that after being somewhere for shoot i think he was there for like nine years or something like that you know like that's that's a big change but i think it was a really positive change for him oh yeah clearly Clearly. Uh, Grant, were you surprised by Jason's Jason being so on fire this year and how consistent he, you know, like like Justin said, if not for the one bike issue and a couple just bonehead moves, really, um, like, hell, he may be the points leader. You know, he may, he may be the champion. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't thinking about him too much in the offseason. I mean, I figured he would be better on the, on the bike change. 
at, at least, you know, more consistent throughout the season um, and, and later into the season. But the fact that he's come out and went, won these six, probably going to be seven races, like, I don't think many people guessed that. So, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm surprised for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't grow up with him. Like Starling, you, you probably raced him a ton growing up, didn't you? Didn't you grow up around, around that area? Yeah, I rode with him really more times than I even count. Like literally all the way from 60s until now, technically. Yeah. So, I mean, like you, you probably have a pretty good understanding of, you know, how, how hard he actually works. I mean, I figured he did, but you, you kind of don't see as much from him as you do the other guys. Yeah. Of like team pride and, and stuff like that. It kind of makes it a little look more fun. Yeah. Than the, uh, it is. Yeah. There's a perception of team pride. Even like, you know, Tom and those guys will tell you there is a perception of that. And when he leaves Alden, everyone's like, Oh, you know, he just wants to, you know, just hang out with his friends and he doesn't take it serious, which clearly is not the point. They're the case. And, you know, he is known for kind of keeping his personal life to himself and really doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks about him. And, and, you know, um, like I said, he's done a hell of a job this year. I think he's turned some people's opinions around. It's really cool to see. Uh, Jason, go ahead. What's that? He's going to be good outdoors. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I, I agree. I think he's going to be better than people expect. And, uh, yeah, probably, I think Steve said it, probably going to get that first outdoor win this year. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, he I ob- feel like he's your champion. Really? Okay. I mean, who does he really have to go against? Uh, well, the defending oh. champion and well, okay, and sorry, the... he's been out of sight, out of mind for a while. So yeah, you have you have him. He's going to be your, I think, your main competitor. But Tomac is injured, and it, it just takes one rut to tweak it again, you know. And then yeah, you don't have Webb, you don't have Musquin. It's a question mark on hey, Dungey and Muskin, uh, not Musquin. Muskin, oh, twenty-five KTM guy, that one, Justin Starlig. It's fine. It is what it is. He's French. It's fine. <laughs> and then, yeah, but then you have, you know, like, um, Getty too is coming back. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know though. You still have to look at it. You know, you're coming off with confidence and everything. Like, it's hard to go against Jason, in my opinion. It's, it's not a bad pick. He's in my top four. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to go champion. I actually, I think I did say that last night on my show, sort of joking. Um, you know, not, like I, because we were picking, and I went, I went with Dylan Ferrandez for Supercross champ. We saw how that went. So uh, yeah, that didn't work. yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk about that one. Hey, I, I think if Yamaha had not forced him to sit out the rest of the season, he comes back and wins out, and he's a champ. You're ridiculous. You know what? I, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Thank yep. you. Thank you. All <laughs> right, I'm standing by it. Anyway, uh, all right. So Jason did not win the Supercross champ championship, but Eli Tomac did. Uh, before we listen to some audio, Grant, were, was there any surprise at all to you? Like, are you surprised? I, again, we kind of sort of just talked about, you know, changing teams and how much that could help. I still thought, I didn't think it would go as well as it did. I didn't, obviously, I didn't think it was going to be the champ. I called Dylan. But are you surprised at Eli's success this year? Yeah, I think he's another one that I kind of put in the same category as Jason, where I, I figured he might be a little bit better. But I I thought, along with a lot of other people, that, he was kind of just slowing down. Yeah. Just, you yeah. know, he's getting he's been so good for so long that at some point you kind of start to go backwards a little bit. But, and no, oh, I mean, I had Frandis too for the championship. Um, 
I made a really big deal about that on Twitter. And <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I'm a little bit um, sad about that one, but mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll get him in 23. We'll be back. There you go. Uh huh. Um, he just he just needed another year. You know, another learning year. Yeah, but, he, he needed he needed a little beach time with with Nastasia, and then they'll be good. Yeah, we'll be back because uh, he's been on. I think he needs more time on the track. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Clearly. Uh, well, let's listen to this audio real quick. When you won the first Supercross title, we know all the drama coming into that, ups and downs. You were the fastest guy for a number of years but didn't get the title. And then you wrap it up, and it's in the daytime at Salt Lake with no fans. It's not exactly a storybook way to win the title, right? <laughs> like, it's awesome. You'll, yeah. take the, you'll take the check and you'll take the title. But this yeah. one in Colorado, fans going crazy. Fantastic, right? Oh, man, yeah. I mean – just, just like you said, the first one was a little bit funky. This season, I mean, it was back to normal. We had everyone there. Uh, you know, people were losing their marbles. I'm sure it would have been better if I would have been more towards the front and the main, uh, you know, that, that last half of the race. But, yep. uh, man, it, it's, yeah. I, You know, and I, I don't know what it is with that Denver crowd, but they're, I don't know, they're just into the race. <laughs> uh, they follow you around the track. It's, it's totally well, crazy. So, um, that was that was a dream to have it happen there. We just and, had and what's oh, funny so, is, yeah. is like the, like the week before, you know, we were in Boston. We we're like, oh yeah, we got the chance to wrap it up. And, yep, yep. Um, you know, my bus driver Kyle, he's like, man, you just need to do it in Denver. I'm like, no, this be, <laughs> we need to get it done now, and then it's over with. You know, yeah. he's like, no, dude, it would be so sick to have it done in Denver. And <laughs> and he was right though. We had so many friends and family wow. there. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. All right, we had a little technical difficulty. Don't tell Steve. But uh, so from that audio, you just Justin, did. I, yeah. it's been tweeted. It's been tweeted. Oh, at Jesus Max. Christ! <laughs> All right, this show's over. Um, anyway, so from that audio, there's something in Eli's voice, and I was saying the first time we were trying to record this that a couple weeks ago, there's things I'm getting tired of, like when Hunter is doing an interview and somebody asks him about Jet. And then with Eli, I'm so tired of people saying, you seem so much happier this year, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's over and over and over. And Steve brought that up Monday night. And I'm just like, I, I don't care. Like, we've talked about it. But you cannot deny, Justin, that in that audio, he is a different guy. Yeah, I mean, you definitely can't deny that Eli's way happier than he's ever been. Uh, he kind of seems like a non-antisocial person anymore. Uh, and I've known him since I was maybe seven or eight years old. And yeah, he seems like a good dude now. Like, or not that he wasn't a good dude before, but like he's just an approachable person. You could talk to him, and it's and it's like a normal person. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's just because of the team change or being with with Gillis or or what it is, but whatever he's doing is is clearly working. I agree, and and uh, Hard Dog, in that audio, we heard him talk about the differences in the championships and how much it means. Um, yeah, it's really cool that. It is really cool that he got to win it, and it kind of "quote unquote" home track, right? Or his home city, as far as Supercross goes, and you can hear the excitement in it. Um, it, it was cool, man. I, I enjoyed seeing him do this this year, and, and the change in his personality coming out, and him kind of having a greater appreciation for what's going on. Yeah, I think this championship was definitely more special than the last one. I mean, I've been sitting here kind of thinking about it a little bit, and. I don't remember the the first championship he won too much. Like nothing about it stands out to me where, you know, I feel like this one new bike, new team, you know, he, he won it in his home, home stadium. You know, the crowd was insane. I mean, it's been crazy all year. Like, uh, 
at Daytona, that whole 450 main event, as just coming through the pack, you know, catching Webb, and even after he made the pass, every lap he went that uh the speedway straight, the crowd was going crazy for him. You know, it's it's something cool, and um, I think uh, I think it has to be personality and and just the excitement. You know, it's been brought back into him and and the sport with his uh his. Yeah, I agree. We're having it's cutting out on you now too, so maybe it is my Wi-Fi. Fuck yeah, it's not my fault. Let's Fuck. go. Maybe it's my Wi-Fi. Let's go. We are dealing with a little bit of another another freaking storm, so maybe I'm having some Wi-Fi issues. Oh well, we're gonna have to deal with no, it. I'm not Here's the thing: no matter what, it's gonna sound better than the Denver Review podcast because that was terrible. So I didn't even listen to it. Yeah, don't. It's bad. I saw the tweets and I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Yeah, I tried listening today just to see what I was missing, and yeah, it's it's something with this. It's got to be the same. The board I'm using is the same one he travels with, and it, it's probably just something with it. It's it is what it is, man. It's technology. Shit happens. Ah, uh, the other thing from Eli's uh, interview Monday night, which he was somewhat open, pretty open about the injury. You know, I mean, he kind of kept it from us for a few weeks. But talking about his injury felt like more open than normal. Let's listen and we'll see what we think. That's what she said. God damn. The fucking the board, the board the board reset, so it changed my drops to some of my standards. So yeah. And uh, there you go. Let me fix that real quick. Is, is that is amazing. What's that? Is it just a sport thing? I, I don't know. Yeah, it could be like it, it may all be Troy's fault. Let's blame it on Troy. Troy Dog. Fucking true, right All right, I think we're back. Here we go. And you knew we were getting to this question. So the knee injury, uh, how serious? Uh, what are we look, What are we thinking here? Because obviously it's affected you the last couple of races. Uh, where yeah. are we at? Uh, so I have a damaged MCL. Okay. Um, nothing else is damaged or torn on the MRI, but my MCL is is uh, is torn. So. I guess it's the only thing in your knee that can heal itself. So now I've got to got to take the time and heal it and hopefully not tweak it again, right? You know, I'm okay, I can practice and then, you know, I'm I'm decent for a few laps, but where it's been getting me is basically at the halfway mark in the main. I think I'll be I'll be okay for outdoors to to go ahead with it. It's as long as I don't piss it off and um we'll just see We'll, we'll just see, you know. Is it something where you may take this weekend off or no? Uh, I would say there's a higher probability <laughs> of me taking this week off. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good, I mean, good to know. Yeah. Uh, it's Unless things really change in these next couple of days, I would say I'm not racing Salt Lake. Um, right. I am going there no matter what just to uh, be with Yamaha and all the fans in Salt Lake. But um, – I would say there's a 98% chance I <laughs> yeah. don't rate. I mean, it, I mean yeah. Uh, Grant, so besides blowing me out on Twitter right now, I, I, <laughs> I really enjoyed I, – I liked his openness and honesty about it, but I don't – I just – man, I had this feeling national, outdoors not happening for Eli. What do you think? Oh, he's racing. Okay. I, I've, I've torn my MCL before. I, I mean, I tore it with my ACL as well, so I, I don't really have a good idea of, you know, the, the strength of it torn, you know, on its own. Yeah. But, I mean, I I feel like with the with the support he's got and the the resources, you know, these these guys have, 
I think he'll be able to, to get it healthy enough to get through the first two rounds. And then by then, I mean, what, it'll be six weeks. Right. He should be fine. Okay. I think, I think if he makes it through the first two rounds, I think he'll be okay. Okay. Justin, what about the theory? Uh, you know, Steve always talks about like, I wish everybody would be honest about their injuries. Uh, Eli's that old school kind of keeping things to himself. And he talked about, Oh, you know, if somebody knows there's a weakness, they might take advantage of it as a racer. You know, let's say you're, you're Jason Anderson and you're tight in points and you know, his knees a little messed up. Like, do you use that to your advantage physically or is it just mentally a bit of a bonus push for you? Uh, for me, I would never use something physically against someone like i would never be like oh his knees jack let's aim for his knee yeah I, I wouldn't do that um that's not the type of racer i am i don't i can't speak for someone else i'm sure there are people that would say i don't care this is for this and that or whatever to do it um but whenever someone does have a weakness and i know about it i do use that towards my advantage in like a mental way you yeah. know and i'm like oh well he's he's hurting i can get to him you know or, or something like that and he is in a position where, you know, he needed to make sure people didn't know he was hurting. And, and I had no idea, you know, like I legit had no idea. So he did it exactly the way he needed to do it. And he got the job done. And yeah, I mean, I would be fine with him sitting out this weekend. I mean, it helped me out a little bit. So <laughs> true. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would be the same way. I would be okay. pretty quiet about it um, if I was in his position. Now in my position, you know, a little bit further back in the field. I'm usually pretty transparent about something, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I in his boat, I totally understand him being quiet about it. Hard dog. I feel like you take his knee out. I feel like you go run it in hard. And no, no, okay. No, no, I wouldn't do that. But I think another thing with these guys being open about injuries is, I mean, in our sport, I think it's a little bit different in the fact that you know the more injuries you have, I, I feel like your the value of you as a rider goes down, mm. you know, like year after year, you keep getting injuries and, you know, you've had this injury, this injury, this injury, this injury, you know, if everyone knows all the time, I feel like it's, it's a little bit easier to be like, Oh, well, eh. you know, maybe this, this guy hasn't been, you know, hurt as much or, yeah, yeah, you know, like this guy tears his shoulder every, every year, you know, Injury prone. Why would I find him if his shoulder's just going to tear again? Sure. Okay. All right. So I think I think that plays a little bit as as well as the you know with with the level they're at the the competition you know. Yeah, that every, makes sense. Every advantage makes sense. Makes sense. So um, to go back for just a minute on the the sound drop, you know, like I said, my board reset. So I have I have a drop here. You guys might like it's. Uh, I think this is one of my favorites. That doesn't really have anything to do with uh. Well, it does sort of have to do with pulp mix. So let's listen. Always doing something cool, the guys at the Moto X Pod Show. I love the Moto X Pod Show. It's completely different yeah. and it's completely original and it's completely cool. Hey, you, you guys remember when he said that? <laughs> I do not remember that, actually. Huh, yeah. I absolutely recall it was on, uh, what was it, at show 498 or something like I that? Think so. I think that was about when he yeah. said it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. when it was. Yeah. 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 Yep. That was uh, not edited in any way. Mm. Don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I maybe maybe it's because I didn't listen to that show. Yeah, you must I have missed it. it. You must have missed that, yeah, that spot. You probably were taking a leak. Yeah, don't. You don't need to go back and listen. See if it's there. I just yeah. just trust us. Yeah, you're probably taking a leak, and that's fine. Uh, hey, Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, 
offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lamson and McGrath in the 90s to Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, and many more. If it's top performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. I do want style and performance, and I have a uh, Guts Racing seat cover that should be delivered tomorrow for my Blue Crew, so I'll be I'll be going. You know, I I need to I need to get one of those. I should I should send Andy an email right now and uh, and get one on the way. And tell him that be- tell him that you're doing it because you listen to the wrap up show. Okay. I'll tell him I'm on the wrap up show right now. Right now. And that, yeah. Yeah. And that I, Dark Side said that I needed one. Absolutely. I think Justin might have another seat cover uh, sponsor, but you know, I, I love Andy yeah. and Andy's my guy. And that is like, I, it's an SKDA thing. I had to do the graphics and the seat cover. Um, but I am running the lightweight phone from guts on both my bikes. I like to hear that. I didn't even know that yep. when I was trying to throw you yep. under the bus. Nope, I am running product from Guts. I am doing that, and I'm totally able to do that because SKD does not make it. So, yes, I am running Guts products. It's just not the cover. Gotcha. Cool. That's Yeah, Andy is amazing. They turn those things around so fast. Uh, fantastic. So hit up Guts Racing. Use those links on the new pulpmexshow.com. Uh, it is no longer the sponsor deal tabs that I always mention at the end of this wrap-up show. Homepage of pulpmexshow.com. There's little uh, icons for all the sponsors. Just click on them. They give you the a breakdown of what they do. It should be a link, and then there's also discount codes available. So check them out, gutsracing.com. Uh, Justin Brayton came on, and this coming weekend at Salt Lake City is his final pro Supercross race. It's going to be a bummer, man, to not have him around. Such a great guy. Uh, let's listen to him talk about his last race. JB, one more to go, man. One more cr- to that's go crazy. for you. Uh, um, Congrats, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, obviously a lot of feelings this year, you know, leading up to this. It's been really tough this season to try and enjoy the moment, embrace it, and all those things, get all the feels, but then also mm-hmm. try and do well, you know. Like, I've I've never wanted to go out just cruising. and So I've had to balance that, and it seemed like the beginning of the season, the whole coming in, having fun, like it wasn't really working for me. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> back to grind. I don't care about having fun. Getting good results is fun, right? Right. So, uh, once I did that and really started putting in a good bit of work during the week, I, you know, I got a fifth, a couple six, a seventh, like I was right around that mm-hmm. group, which is crazy, excited to, you know, move on to the next chapter, but also really proud and, and fun to reflect on my whole career. You know, it's been a long one and, um, a lot of positives, a lot of learning experiences and a lot of great friends I've met in the industry that I'll be friends with forever. Grant, what I thought was really interesting about this was his, him saying that, like, uh, like I tried to have fun, but, like, it wasn't working right because I wasn't focusing as much as I need to or taking it as serious as I need to. And it's just so interesting because, you know, when somebody like me who's never rode at the level, at the professional level like you guys do, it's hard to think about, like, okay, like, if you take that, you know, if you take, if you drop that 100% effort that you guys put in every week, Things start going wrong. They don't work the way they you know that you need them to at that level. Like, yeah, it's fun riding dirt bikes, but it's still you have to put every amount of effort and uh, mental 
concentration into what you're doing or it just isn't going to go how you want it to. It's, it's pretty interesting to think about at that level. It's, it's not just going out and riding for fun. I mean, it like, like I would do on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I, I, I can only imagine, you know, going out to race, you know, every round and, and, you know, the season this year, you know, knowing it's the last one. And I feel like as much as it's kind of a relief for him, it's a little bit of added pressure too, you know, thinking about, you know, Oh, I only have this many left. I have this Mm. many left. And then, you know, now it's like, I have one more race left and it's like, you know, I feel like, I feel like there'd be a little bit of added pressure on that. So I think the, the trying to have fun thing was, you know, a a good idea, but you know, then again, if you're not 100% focused all the time when you're on the bike, then, it's so easy to make a mistake, especially on Supercross, man. Like the mental focus you have to have for twenty minutes plus one lap, like it's it's insane. Yeah, I I, I can only imagine. That's all I can do. I um, definitely can't uh, test that theory at all <laughs> because I will never. I can't either. I can't either. I mean, uh, you still dude. ride at a professional level, Grant. It's you're you still got you get that credit, man. No, I, I only I only get fifteen minutes, so you know I I well, really just have fun. It's it's still it's the same thing. You still got to race at a you got to put a hundred percent effort and concentration in. You can't just go out and like I'm just going to have a couple chill laps. Like if you have a couple chill laps, you're going to get in somebody's way, or you're going to make a mistake, or whatever. You have to commit. Oh yeah, I thought I, I thought you were just talking about the twenty minutes thing. No, yeah, no, no, no. That, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, just can't do twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, Justin, your thoughts on that, man. Um. Again, like you, you ride at a very high level, right? We hear all the time, like, uh, like Christian Craig, right, or, or um, just anybody that's almost has a championship wrapped up. You know, well, I'll just take it easy, chill down. You know, go just ride it eighty percent. That just doesn't work. No, I, and I think that's when things really go wrong. Um, especially like I notice that whenever I'm not one hundred percent focused on the job, or I try to back it down, it's usually when I start making a lot of mistakes. Um, like this past week and I didn't really make any mistakes, but I kind of felt like I pushed until the end where other races where there's a big gap to the guy in front of me or behind me and I kind of back it down. I mm. usually start making mistakes. Yeah. So start clipping uh, things and yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, for me, I think when you have a championship on the line, you got to try to not think about it and just go do the job per race. Um, you know, and I, I, that's, that's how I would do it just cause yeah, like whenever you lose that little bit of focus or you try to back it down, it's, it's when things usually go wrong. Yeah. And although Justin's not in a championship hunt this season, I still think it's the same thing of like, if I back it down, if I don't do things the way I always do them, I'm going to make mistakes. Maybe I'm going to get hurt and it just, yeah, he, he realized like, I can't just, I can't just go out and enjoy this season. I have to still pre- have to, uh, prepare like I do every other season. So I think that that's what I took away from it anyway. Um, the other thing that Steve brought up was like, I kind of thought because of his long career, I thought this was a really great, great question is like, what do you feel like has evolved the most in your time racing in your career? And this is what he said. The athletes get better every year because we we're smarter about nutrition. We're smarter about training. We're smarter about how to get better. We have specialized coaches more and more, all this stuff. What's evolved more from the start of your career to now obviously two strokes four strokes but 
Has the skill – I think the skill has gotten better because James showed everybody what you could do, and then now the riding facilities and the coaches and these kids live at these things. So I believe rider skill has gotten better than ever before. I think all of it's evolved, but the main thing is the video technology. Like, look, Ricky could ride – any motorcycle and take it to its max and I think match anybody in the world mm-hmm. in any era. Do I think Tomac is faster than Ricky was? Probably, but yeah. if if Ricky had the same technology and equipment, yep. he's going to go that faster faster, right? That's so, where I'm at. Exactly um, that. Now it's easier than ever to learn and to go faster because of social media and because of Dartfish. Like, I actually don't like that Dartfish. Like, it, well, I like it because I'm racing, but I would have a bigger advantage if we didn't have it because I can pick up tracks quick, and I'm a jumper, so I like doing different rhythm lanes. But now, like, we just look at a tape, and it's like, well, yep. there's the fast way through it. That, that's that's what we have to do. And then, oh, yep. Tomac's getting me right there in that turn, or or this guy's faster here. Yep. Okay, I need to pick up a little bit. They're like, you just learn quicker, where before you would you would just hear from somebody that, Hey, he <laughs> you would, this, you would hey, hear from somebody. Than you, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's how it was. Like, yeah, sure yeah. His mom just said, hey. So-and-so's faster in that turnover there. Oh, okay. Perfect example is this weekend in Denver going into the sand section. Yep. The whole first practice, a lot of people we'd go to the outside. Yep. I forget who did it, but somebody went, jumped into the into sand. Into the sand, yep. On the inside. Yep. And it's half a second to go inside. Well, then guess what? Hardly anybody went outside <sighs> anymore. And then... Yeah, Justin, this was great to me because you, you get a little bit more inside information and like, I do kind of think that some of the technology has taken the race craft, the racer ability, the technique away from it just a little bit. And, you know, I guess I'm being like Steve always talks about, you know, the stay off my lawn, old man kind of thing. But like, I like it better when it was just maybe there wasn't dart fish and there wasn't so much technology, so much information, like just go race. Yeah, I I don't have dart fish. I've never right, used right. it. Um, my dart fish is watching 250A practice and <laughs> seeing what those guys are doing because from practice one to practice two, you see them changing lines. And you're like, okay, those guys saw something, and it's usually dart fish and factory guys. Um, so yeah, I mean that's kind of how you find it. Like he was like he was talking about the sand section. The whole first practice, I jumped to the outside and went outside. And the next practice, no one was going outside. So I was going inside because everyone else was doing it and it was faster. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with them in the sense of it's it's way faster to do it that way. Um, or like not faster, but it's you can get faster quicker by looking at dart fish and so on and so forth. And uh, I wish we didn't have it just yeah. in the sense that it would be equal to everyone. Um but at the end of the day, that's, you know, it's just the sports evolving and it's just how it is. You're not really going to get away from it, you know? So, but yeah, he's, he's totally right. I think our sports just evolving so much in a technology way um, that, yeah, when you're being able to watch film, it's, it's pretty crazy though. If people really sat there and watched practice one to practice two, how much lines change. Right. And right. it's because of people watching film. And I don't think people really realize that. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily personally think about it like that. Right. Until until Justin or somebody says it, and I go, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, in my mind, oh, they're just trying different lines, and I'd rather think that way. They're just trying different things and figuring things out. But Grant, like, everybody's – it seems like everybody's, like, into F1 right now, especially with the Drive to Survive uh, series on. But there's so much technology in that. There's so much control with the team and technology. Like, they, they can control things from computers and shit. I don't want that. I want I want racer ability when it comes to racing motocross, supercross, like I want you, Grant Harlan, to go, 
I don't know if this line's fast or not, but I'm going to fucking try it because I need to make a pass instead of like, oh, well, the data says this. Like that, that just kind of sucks to me a little bit. It takes some of the enjoyment just a little bit out of it for me. Uh, well, honestly, this is the first year I've heard about Dark Fish. I would assume it's just how the, all those guys get the film. Yeah. Um, so if anyone you know has a link to that, oh, uh, feel free to send it my way. Um, I would love to, to have access to that. I, I think what it is, it's like it's like when you maybe you can correct me, Justin, but it's like where you can see each line that you take, and then you could take your teammates' line and overlay it and see segments of what segment is faster, what corner is faster, who's doing each corner faster, and then you could break down what the perfect line is. Is that about right, Justin? Uh, as far as I'm aware, Dartfish is. I mean, I've seen it a couple times, so I, I know what it is. It's basically putting like a ghost, like, you know, if you're playing MX Unleashed and you're racing a lap time and you have a ghost that you're trying to beat, but it's your lap from before. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. overlapping riding videos. Okay. So it looks like you're just racing a ghost, but that ghost is, you know, a different line or something. And that's the easiest way to tell rather than trying to look at a line of where someone's going somewhere. Okay. Oh, dude, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's, need- it's pretty wild. Somebody, somebody link me that. I need that for next year. I don't care what anyone says. I want that. Okay. Give me a- <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it would be, but, it, it, that's the other thing is like, it's not, te- I mean, it is available probably to you for a big price. And I don't think that's fair either. You know, it's just, that's an unfair advantage to guys that already have a, a, an advantage. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but like, I've also heard that they're able to tune the ECUs to give them traction in certain corners over others. So, I don't know. I don't what dig that shit. Yep. But you know, if I get if I get it one day, cool. If not, whatever. <laughs> sure, sure. All right. Uh, hey, real quick, you guys want to hear another drop that has nothing to do with Pulp Mex? Or absolutely. Okay. How about this? How about this one? That's Dark Side, everybody. The man. The man. Right. Yep. Like. Yeah, he's the man. He the, man. the man. He's the man. Yep. Thanks, Jake Weimer. Another four ninety eight. I'm telling you, that was four ninety eight. I think that was three ninety eight, actually. 398? Yeah, I think so. that was close. But that, that's Jake Weimer talking about I'm the man. Again, not edited at yeah. all. Pretty reliable source. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think so. Uh, so, all right, let's move on. Steve, goddamn, I hope he doesn't listen to this one because it's, it's, it's probably the best one ever, but Steve will hate it. No, he'll I love it. it. He'll love it. <laughs> uh, I'll talk, talk about Chris Kiefer for a minute. There, there was a moment Monday night where uh, Steve talked about, hey, Kiefer has a history of pissing off guests, uh, with whether it be Hunter Lawrence, like, what was that, two weeks ago, I think, or um, Eli a couple years ago with the resting bitch face comments. <laughs> I don't know why. This shit makes me so uncomfortable. I actually brought it up on this wrap-up show about the Hunter thing. I thought Hunter sounded like he was really irritated. But Kiefer just... Kiefer's just Kiefer, man. Uh, Justin, he does, you know, he, he, he's just real, right? He's not like thinking about shit like that. He's just saying what's on his mind and not everybody gets Kiefer, but I, I love that Steve kind of called him out. I think that's why I like Kiefer so much is yeah. the fact that he is so real, you know, like he doesn't really try to, uh, suck up to anybody or oh, this yeah. and that. Like he'll just say it the way it is. And if you like it, cool. If you don't cool, you know, and, I think that's my favorite part about him is he is just a real person. You know, I ask him for input quite a bit just because he, I know he'll give it to me straight, you know, regardless of what it is. And, um, yeah, I think he's a, he's a good dude. 
Yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, Grant, have you really got to visit with Kiefer at all? Um, I've not really talked to him in person, but I've, I mean, kind of like Justin said, you know, I've, I've DM'd him a couple of times asking about, you know, different setups to try and, and whatnot. Cause I mean, he gets to ride every bike with a lot of the parts and, you know, he's, he's got a lot of good input that, you know, I, I don't know myself. So yeah, I mean, I've asked him for advice and I don't know. I think, I think our sport compared to other sports, I think the, our athletes, get off pretty easy in terms of the media questions and yeah yeah and all that like even the best of the best in other sports like they'll have one bad game and they get lit up for weeks like on twitter you know espn like they don't they don't get any breaks by legit media yeah yeah and i feel like you know you ask a couple riders some questions and they don't like it. It's like, oh man, well we we can't we can't push the issue any. But I don't know. I I, I feel like Kiefer's pretty real about things, and oh, know, yeah. I, I think good. Yeah, wait, well, he definitely doesn't understand uh, how baseball works. I guess at stadiums, we heard that little comment that he said, "No, there's no baseball game tonight because the stadium was empty like five hours before the game started." So uh, that was entertaining. The, the stadium was still sort of empty even when the game was starting. I was there. <laughs> was it? They, okay. they they funnel in like they right. they show up. Yeah, uh, that was. A, I, I would have thought the same thing to be honest. No, no tailgating, I guess, at this uh, at this baseball game hours early. But uh, I don't know, man. I love not a course field. No, I love me some Kiefer. I am so freaking excited about going to his place next weekend. I'm going to be there from Thursday till now Monday. Um, I think you guys probably heard that story on Pulp Monday yep. night. I I don't, man. Uh, my expectations for that next weekend are very low. I don't know what Kiefer expects out of me, but I cannot imagine how I'm going to be after riding for three days when I haven't rode in six months or more on a bike. I've never rode a two stroke. I haven't been on in fuck, 15 years. It's, it's going to be an entertaining weekend. So what, what exactly are you going to do? I, I probably skipped over this part or oh, okay. so, but- you know, I, th- I think, you know, that Kiefer and Steve, Got me a YZ250, right? So I'm going to Kiefer's house to ride the bike for the first time. Um, I haven't rode in, like I said, about six months. I am not in very good shape uh, cardio-wise for damn sure. Definitely not in riding shape. But we're going. I'm going out Thursday, and we're going to ride Friday. We're going to ride Saturday. have no idea where. And then he, I guess it was this last Saturday or Sunday, Heather texted me, and she's like, hey, when do you fly out? And I told her, she said, can you, go, can you fly out later on su- Sunday? I said, well, the latest flight out is 530. What's up? She's like, well, Chris wants you to race at Paula. And I just started laughing. I was like, you know I haven't been on a bike in a long time. I haven't raced in like two years. And she's like, oh, it's just a, it's just a qualifier for Mammoth. It'll be chill. I'm like, uh, that doesn't sound they chill. Are, they are chill. They are chill. Okay. They're way more chill than anything else. All right. Well, anyway, that's yeah. what I'm doing. But I don't know that, like, you know, when you, my hands are going to, you know, haven't, they're going to be blistered probably. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to go out and try to ride and I'm sure those guys, you know, him and Aiden are going to want to ride all damn day. That's what I'm gonna, they do. I'm going to fly out. Yeah. And when you're in staging, I'm going to walk up like I'm going to interview and then be like, oh, wait, what, who, who are you? What's your, what's your name? Who are, you, who are you? I would love that, Justin. I would get it on film and then we'll make a little skit out of it. I love it. I love yeah. the idea. So, yeah. But I'm racing Paula apparently Sunday. So if you guys are in the area, not this Sunday, obviously, but next Sunday, um, yeah, come out and watch me go. It's pretty damn slow, I'm sure. It 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 yeah, all. It's not next Sunday either, is it? 
Well, that's when I'm going to be there. So that's it's the 15th. Oh, or 16th? it's not after the national. No, nah, it's the it's, Heather said it was the whatever that weekend is, like the 16th, I think. Um, I'm out then. I thought it was during the national. Oh no 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 no. This yeah. is no. This is like a, some amateur thing, I guess. Right for anyway. That's yeah. That's when it is. That's when I'll be there. Um, You'll be fine. I'm just, sure it's going to be fun. We'll, just don't get blisters. That's that's <laughs> my first advice. Well, I appreciate that. I don't know how people get those things, but I've never gotten one. Well, good so, for you, Grant. Just don't, just don't do it. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll take that advice. Okay, let's let's move Perfect. on. Um, a big topic, you know, a hot topic Monday night was Dungy. Um, Steve Mathis says, "Hey, he can't win." It's been six years, which I agree. That's a long fucking time. Uh, he's got a hundred dollar bet that he can't remember if he took Caroli or Dunge. That's typical. Um. West Williams, West Williams thinks it's crazy. JT said something about him being rock hard. And Eli Tomac doesn't know what to think about it. So let's get your guys' opinions. Grant, man, um, Dungy comeback is cool. I think KTM's got to figure something out this season because it sounds like Webb's not riding, Marvin's not racing, uh, AP is still hurt. That's the most disappointing news I've ever heard. Which one? Um, I was hurling. Not racing. Oh, yeah. Hurling's not making it. Yeah, that does bump me out a lot. I was looking forward to that. But thoughts on Dungy, man? Like, I mean, what what are your expectations for him? It's hard to judge because you, like, he he's just surprised us almost all the time. Even when he was winning, you're still like, God damn, how's he doing this? So, like, he could, yeah. easily, he could easily come out and just be consistent, the diesel, and go win. I mean, he'll be top 10. Okay. I think. I think compared to last year, I think the field's going to be a little bit Dinner in terms of the top 10 to 15 guys at round one. So I think that'll help him out a little bit. Although, you know, him and Crowley racing kind of takes two spots away from me. So I'm a little <laughs> bummed there as well. Well, go um, beat Just go beat him. I won't get blisters. You just go beat him. Okay. I will. All right. I will. I will think about that every single day until the, the gate drops. So um, I will do that. Dark side. I'll just beat them. Thank you. And then when you do beat them and you're on the podium, say, man, I didn't know what I was going to do. And the dark side's like, just go beat them. Yeah, I will. But I think in terms of results, yeah. Dungy, I would put top 10. And then Caroli, I think Caroli races more than Dungy races. And uh-huh. I think he battles for five. Okay. Okay. I like that. How about you, Justin? Where are you at on Dungy and, yeah, on Caroli? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard Dungy is absolutely shredding in California. Um, I don't really know if, who that's against or whatever, but I heard he's going really fast. Um, I don't think he's out of shape by any means. I mean, he's always been someone that trains, so I'm sure he's in pretty good shape, but I, I don't know. I think I'd put him a little bit, I don't know, maybe somewhere between four and six, maybe four and seven. Okay. And then Caroli. I, it just depends on how hot the first round is, you know, and, and I don't know how well Corolla would be able to handle the heat. Um, so I don't know. I'd probably put him somewhere between five and eight and then maybe Dungy, yeah, four, seven. Same general area. I, I think I said five, seven last night about Dungy. Like, yeah, he he could easily go get a podium, maybe even a win. But then right now, I still think, you know, I, th- I think Chase is going to do really well. You know, all the top guys are going to be. Dylan's going to be competitive, obviously, and, and I still – if Eli's there, he'll be fine. So, yeah, it's going to be – I hope we see a lot of 
different guys in the top five. That's what we hope for every year, right? Well, every round, every race, we, we hope that there's a bunch of guys that switch places and it makes it a really good series. Inevitably, by the end, it's going to be one or two guys. But, um, man, it's cool to have him back. I think the fans are going to like it. Uh, you know, it, it's good for KTM, I guess, since all their guys are pretty much not racing, it seems like, all their main guys. So to have Caroli and Dungey, almost a little bit of a sideshow, but something cool that the fans are going to dig, having guys on their bike that have a lot of fan support, it's going to be cool. So we'll see. Do, they, do, do you guys think that Caroli and Dungey beat Plessinger? Mm, more often than not, I'm going to say probably, yeah. Yeah. Really? I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't, it just depends on how AP's feeling with his wrist. I I don't know how his arm is. So I think it kind of depends on, if I had an answer on how he was feeling, it'd be different, but I don't know how his arm is. Yeah, well, I would like to be able to tell you, he was scheduled to be on my show, the Moto Expot show, Steve, last night. But like an hour beforehand, he's man, I'm so sick. I'm throwing up. I just I can't do it. So we're rescheduled for next week. So I will find out next week, and then I'll let you know. So you so you're aware. So, unless you just want to listen, Justin. Uh, no, yeah, we no, I'm good. Fuck, dick. Yeah. What a dick. <laughs> <sighs> okay, bunch of assholes. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why you guys hate me so much. Really... Hey, when season's over, I'm clocking out. I'm taking a break. I hear you. I, I'd like to do this. I don't even want to. I don't even want to hear about a dirt bike for at least two weeks. All right. Well, maybe you'll do some uh, mountain biking or some road biking, and if tons, you, if you tons do that, of mountain biking. Michelin bicycle I tires think, is a prize. I think you should race some outdoors. That's a no for me. I'm good. <laughs> You're telling me that you don't want to go out there, do two nope. ten minute practices, and then nope. suffer two thirty minute motos. Hard dog. I'm almost thirty years old. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am all good. Well, uh, I don't. Start, I mean, what's Crowley like? Thirty-eight. That's 30, all he races. It's different. If he raced only Supercross, he'd probably say the same thing. I'm good. I uh, I have hopefully World Supercross and European Supercross coming up, and that starts in September. So that will be my only off-season or break. Will be outdoors time. Okay, well, you know, I guess that's fair. Good luck with that. Yeah. Otherwise, I will literally race all the way until December, and I'm good. <laughs> I can't do that. Well, while you're doing your cross training, prepping for World Supercross, and you're on your mountain bikes and your road bikes, you got to hit up Randy Richardson, get you some Michelin bicycle tires because they are a proud sponsor. Of, I think they're proud of this Pulpamex wrap up show. And in 1891, that's a long time ago, Grant, a long time ago. 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire. And to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products, including the Wild Enduro, the E-Wild, the BMX Pilot tires for your 20-inch BMX bikes, or any of the road models, hit them up, support them. They support us. Thank you, Randy. Um, okay, a couple big topics coming up. Troy Dog did eventually get on the air, guys. You're, you're head of your uh, squad, Verb Moto CEO. Uh, let's talk about you a little bit, Grant. He he brought you up. He loves you, man. He's a big supporter of you. And, you know, Steve wanted to know what you're doing, what's going on. Talked about maybe the, the fact that you were going to try to ride a Blue Crew, which I believe was Ashton's bike. Um, but really, man, what what do you got going on now? What do you what are your plans for outdoors? You still trying to figure it out? Yeah, I mean, I'm still working on a couple things. 
Um, it's honestly a really tough time of year. Most companies, you know, have their budgets already mapped out. So yeah, you know, going and going and asking for help is is hard because you know they, nobody's got it right now. So um, I think that's been the the hardest part. Um, but I think we're we're gonna we're gonna figure something out and. Um, really my goal is to race all 12 outdoors. Um, I haven't made it through a supercross season yet. You know, maybe, maybe one day, hopefully next year, that'd be cool. Goals. Um, I've only done, you know, select outdoor rounds, the, the two years I've raced them, but, um, I feel like that's still a specialty of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, Starling, he can have supercross. I'll take outdoors. I'll take the suffer fest. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't ride Supercross, never have. But then at the same time, the outdoor suffering. I'm getting too old for that shit too. I mean, he's how old you say you were, Justin? Thirty what? I'm 29, but 20. yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm 40. I don't even remember 47. About to be 47. So, um, yeah, outdoors sucks. But what else am I gonna do? I, I love I love outdoors. Like, yeah. I, there's not like a thing that like I don't love it. I do. Like I tried to put it together to race it this year and not one sponsor said that they would give me any more money okay. on top of what it costs to run through Supercross yeah. to go race outdoors. They were like, no, we just want to fund Supercross. And I was like, cool. Then I'm not racing outdoors. So yeah, makes sense. If, yeah, if someone helped me or something like that to do it, it would be different. But then also during Supercross, the world thing came up and, and all that. So I'm out now for sure. But it was a possibility this year, but not any sponsors were like, yeah, for sure. We'll help you. So. Well, yeah, well, that's because we we want to see Star Dog on an outdoor track. I do for sure. I would love. to I see would it. love to, but yeah, it's it's just not a it's not my cars. I gotta you take should, my off season starts on outdoors. You should show up for one. It would cost me like two grand just to get ready for it. Okay, you 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 need to make enough money for that. You're fine. Just show up. Yeah, but I, I, I want agree. I want the off season like is during the outdoors, and then I have to start riding Supercross while you guys are still racing outdoors. No, you'll be okay. You'll be fine. You'll be fine, Justin. All right. First race in September. I'm sticking to it. No, locked in. Justin will be racing an outdoor national. Watch for him. Yep. Uh, in your guys' dreams, actually. <laughs> let's let's nope. talk about these. In, they're in my nightmares. Right. Let's talk about the co-host. Troy Dog finally made it in. We're going to get to his story here in just a moment. Wes Williams was in for the whole show with Verb Moto guys. Uh Really good co-host. Like, Wes is really smart. You know, Steve kind of at the beginning of the show was like, man, sometimes the video guys really can't talk that well and, you know, and, and get through a show. But, like, Wes is very knowledgeable, Justin. And Troy Dog made me laugh. Uh, just his demeanor, his facial expressions, watching on YouTube. I enjoyed him being in the studio. I know how important it was, how excited he was to be there. But the fact that it kind of fell apart really made it even better to view and listen to. It was really entertaining. Yeah, I've known Wes, man, I, I don't know, since I was six, maybe? Like, I don't know, like, it's been years. I can't I can't actually remember exactly when it was, but it's been a long time, and that dude's memory is pretty wild to me. And then, yeah, he's super smart. He's really amazing at what he does. And, um, yeah, I've always enjoyed him, but, yeah, Troy – Troy showing up late. That was just icing on the cake. To be honest, like had it had it gone perfectly, out it wouldn't have been as cool. Like, right? It yeah, really yeah. showed. It really showed our loose program. So I was pretty hyped on it. <laughs> I like it. Grant, how about you, man? Um, good host, and again, just uh, Troy's. Troy's entertaining. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think Wes did a really good job, and I think may I I mean at least maybe for me because I'm a little bit newer to to his kind of content, but I think he's a little underrated in terms of you know how good he actually is at what he does and how busy he is with what he does. I mean the uh, um what is it, the verb shred tour, verb shred tours? Yep, yep. You know that that takes a lot of work, and then on top of the uh, the Red Bull spies, which are cool, and then the uh, the Red Bull imagination that they did. What was it last year? Oh yeah, fantastic content yeah. for those guys. Absolutely. Yeah, that stuff is super cool, and um, it was cool to see him go on the show, and like, I think he did a did a really good job. And then Troy, I mean, it's just Troy. Like <laughs> I Troy, stayed Troy. at his house twice. I slept on his floor the first night. Yeah, we heard that. Yeah, it's just Troy, man. Like. It's it's nothing new. Like that's not even surprising. It's just that's just how it goes. I love it's it. Well, I can't wait to hear from his wife here in just a little bit. Ginger dog. Uh, yeah, get her on. Yeah, phone. she'll be. She's coming on here. Once we we're done. Once you and I, the three of us are done. Um, but I'm not gonna. I can't. I I just can't call her Ginger Dog though. I just I don't think I can do that to her. I, I gotta call her by her real name. Milf dog. <laughs> okay, I might yeah. maybe maybe I'll call her that. Uh. Will Hahn also came on. Some good stuff from him. He's going to be the 32nd boy at, at the LCQ race. That's great. Um, I, I like the discussion of the him and Barsha's relationship and how they act within the truck, making Moseman uncomfortable. I can see that. That would be some fun. Well, we, we get to see some of that on Barsha's uh, vlog. So Will's a really good guy, Justin, to have on the show. He gives it back to Steve. I love hearing about the, the flip-off game. Um, I, I'm always real. I'm so happy that Will is back from his. What I don't, I don't want to call it a ban. He wasn't. He was banned by Star, I guess. Um, it's good having Will back. Yeah, he's he's a good addition to the show. Like, I like. I wish he would call in maybe a little bit more than he does. Um, but I really really like him being on the show, kind of like how JT is, mm-hmm. where he just is in you know at, at like almost every show and. I, I like it. He's funny. He's he's really transparent. He doesn't really hide anything. Like he's pretty open about everything. And um, yeah, like he's. I, I enjoy listening to him talk. He's really, really, really a good addition to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Grant. So before we we got a couple more things before we get into Troy's story. Um, CMRX CMXR called in. And the guy, like I said, he was supposed to, we talked about at the beginning, right? He was supposed to be on this rapid show. We moved things around. Self-proclaimed Twitter agent for Chiz. I'm not sure where that came from. Dude, he's got a lot of passion. I don't know his background. I'll probably ask him a little bit about that when he comes on the wrap-up next week. But the guy's got a lot of passion. And Steve actually let him stay on the phone for a pretty long time. Yeah, no, he, he uh, surprisingly loves this sport a ton, especially the the Twitter community that he yeah. built up. It's yeah. cool. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, he's he's a cool dude. I, it was, I actually haven't heard his voice before. So when he called in, I was super surprised. Me too. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. No. He, he's a cool dude. I just I think it's funny sometimes just to just to poke at him. I think he likes it too. Yeah. He he likes he, he likes stirring the pot a little bit. He's enjoyable on Twitter at cmrx cmxr. Um. All right, motorsport.com, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride 
working at peak performance and have you looking good too. Whether you're racing the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at motorsport.com. Like I said, those guys helped me out, get some parts for my rear shock for my 06 CRF 450. That that thing should be back together real soon. So I will have a four-stroke to ride, even though it's carbureted. Um, still the best bike I ever rode. Thanks to motorsport.com for hooking me up with those. Uh, all right. Chiz called in to support his boy, Troy Dog. I know that meant a lot to him. We're going to just kind of move over that for now. We're going to get right into Troy's travel story. This piece of audio is a little bit longer than most are that I usually cut, but I just there, I, there was stuff I just couldn't leave out. Here we go. Troy tells me yesterday, he gets there, hey, dude, I already checked in. We showed up yesterday yeah. at 4 o'clock after the whole damn thing's done. I was like, I thought you were going to sh- come checking hang out early. at the tour. Troy, he's like, well, dude, I was checking in on my mm-hmm. flight. That's why I'm four hours late. I'm like, cool. So, I mean, I assumed you know what time your flight is, right? You checked in for your flight. You know what time yeah. it is, right? Yeah. Night. Hey, dude, I checked in for my flight, 7 o'clock. <sighs> what time here. do we need to leave in the morning? And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, 7. I was like, my flight's also at 7. Huh? We're on different airlines. And uh, we're staying in the kitchen, 520. No, actually, 515. We're about to walk out the door because yeah. I said we need to be out yeah. the door by 515 because we got to park the oh. truck, carry the bags in. Oh, And so anyways, he, he looks up at me and he's like, I, I just got a notification that my, my, my plane's boarding. Is that normal for That's a, a flight? That, That's the second fact so far. He's like, yeah. uh, is it normal for a flight to be boarding this early if it leads to seven? And I'm like, you did not say that. <laughs> I said, said that. that. Okay. That's a fact. And I was In like, Troy... Three, um, I think your flight must leave at six. Yeah. All right, take over. They moved my flight time. <laughs> they moved your flight. Yeah, by like twenty minutes. <laughs> I missed it. By like- Nobody moves flights earlier. I've never seen that in my twenty five years of did. traveling. So look, we pull up at five thirty four. Somebody yeah. did. And it happened. And I was like, Troy, get out of the truck and you run, buddy. Yeah. He's and he goes. Where's security? I was like, I, I I don't know where security's at. I've never been to Cincinnati this, Airport. Yeah. I'm like, this is that your is a, airport. That you know, is a good point. I was like, that, that, those that was doors stupid. are there. You just run in and you this probably is, go straight as far yeah. as you can until it, you can't go straight yeah. anymore. There's someone that yeah. checks yeah. your ID to go through. Oh, I got to have my ID. I had that. I got through security. Yeah, got through security quick. And how f- long did you miss it by? How much did you miss it? By? Uh, ten minutes. Not even. Not even. It was like five, ten minutes. I think the door I, was closed. I think the door was the plane still there? And it just left. He oh, said okay. it just pulled away. He's like, "Do you think I can get on your flight?" And I'm like, "I don't. I'm. I, I, I'm not that decision maker, Troy." Wow. Um, there was still more to that, Grant. But like, some of these things don't add up. Like, if I hear the story right, and I've listened to it like three times, they're at Troy's house when he's like, "Hey, my flight's bo- boarding," but then they still get to the airport and through security, and he only misses it by five minutes. Like, some of this doesn't add up. But during the story especially watching it on YouTube. It's just like childlike bewilderment out of Troy. Like, he's just like, I, I just don't know, man. Like he, he just seems so helpless, Grant. Yeah, dude, I can't, I can't believe it. Actually, you know what? I can, I absolutely, <laughs> believe it. I'm not surprised. Okay. <laughs> um, the only part that I'm confused about is the flight getting moved up. Yeah. That doesn't happen. no, no, because so many people, like Steve said, so many people would miss it. Yeah, they don't do that. They go the other way. I, I, I kind of agree. I tend to agree with Wes. Like, he, he, it, it was supposed to leave at 6. Or, so I don't know. I don't know. There's something not adding up. Like, is, is was the airport in a different time zone or something? Like <laughs> Maybe. I, maybe. 
like because I think he's Eastern Time. Yes, and if they're like a little bit west, you know, maybe six o'clock there, seven o'clock his time. I don't know. Well, I will That's- tell you when I was setting up the times for tonight for Sarah to come on, I said six thirty or eight thirty Central because that would work around what we're doing right now. And then, like, yeah, he was like, uh, I think he said, okay, so so the later one would be 7.30 Eastern, right? And I was like, no, no, 9.30 Eastern. <laughs> so, yeah. He's a mess. He was a mess. Yeah, he messed up the time zones. I guarantee it. That, that's not, a, I would like to see all these emails, because you're going to have emails. You got it, You got notifications. I need to see everything. I need to see your, your. Uh, your email with your boarding information. I need to see everything, Troy. We we we're not, I'm not we buying to, everything just yet. Have you guys seen the video that Wes posted? Was was it on Twitter? I did. Um, I saw it, like, but I didn't click on it, so I didn't watch the whole thing. I was I saw it come up, but I haven't looked at it yet. It's funny. You should go. You should go watch it. I will Real do quick. that, Justin. Your thoughts on this story on Troy's experience? Like even leaving, right? He, first of all, during the show, he's like, I I, I might miss my flight. And then we see posts later the next morning that West posts were pictures of, he's like, there's no, there's no signs that tell you what gate to go or where to go to what gate. And of course we've all been in multiple airports. Or a lot of us have been, there's always signs. Yeah. I'll never travel with Troy. Um, I think that's <laughs> oh, I think pretty it- official that that will never happen for me. Um, I'm usually pretty calculated on everything that I do, even yep. when it comes down to my driving somewhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely will never travel with Troy and I love him, but I'm, I'm not doing it. Um, I don't understand how he can't figure that stuff out. Um, but yeah, I mean, airports are pretty easy to get around as long as you're paying attention. Like as long as you look at the signs, they literally tell you where to go. Um, cause the whole point of an airport is to not miss your flight. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's literally how it is. And then when it comes to the whole timing thing of when he left for the airport and all that, like. I can understand being that close to an airport because um, that's how it is for the JMC team uh, to the Tri-Cities airport. It's like literally three minutes away. Okay. So okay. I can under- I've literally gotten a thing where I was boarding and then we left the house and then I was still able to make my flight. But yeah, I, I don't understand how he messed that up or what he messed up because it never really came out how clear it was with what time his flight actually was. And they don't move flights forward. That's not a or thing. Backwards. So backwards. Yeah. So, or I guess, back, I don't, no, you're right. You're right. No, forward. it was forward. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. forward. Um, that, that doesn't happen, um, because otherwise there would be a lot of people missing that flight and then that company would lose money because there yeah. not many people on that flight. So yeah, um, not really understanding it at all. Me either. Me either. Um, yeah. So guys, stay tuned for ginger dog, Sarah. She'll be on just a few minutes. Two more things I want to touch on real quick. I kind of skipped over this a little bit ago. The giant rocking chair jump that Wes hyped and hyped and hyped and hyped and just kept mentioning. And then again, if you watch it on YouTube, I don't know if the audio did it justice. You watch it on YouTube. They play the teaser clip and Steve doesn't realize it's going to be a teaser. He's like, oh, where's the jump? Like it doesn't all this hype grant. And then it's just a teaser and Steve doesn't get to see the jump. His, the look on his face was so fantastic. He could not wrap his brain around that he wasn't going to get to see it after all the hype of how this awesome this was going to be. Wes kept hyping it. Yeah, I 
actually listened to it on Spotify, and I did not watch the show. Okay. Um, I didn't get to see Steve's face, but if if it was really that good, I think I'll go back and and take a look because um, seeing Steve just that amazed by something, I mean it it'd be real cool. So I'll go back and watch that. But um, no, uh, Brent Q is is a gnarly dude. Um, I'm really excited to see him jump off his chair. I think uh, I don't know how that can be, but man, yeah, that's that's something special. Well, just for anybody listening, if you guys haven't watched it, it's about three hours and ten minutes into the feed. I have it at eleven ten my time, so that's approximately three hours and ten minutes into the show. Yes, yeah, three hours and ten minutes in. So you should be able to find it if you guys go back and watch it on YouTube. And there might even be a clip. Roto Moto might have clipped it where you can just watch that that segment. I don't know. But it's very, very worth the the watch just to see Steve's reaction because I think he's just blown away. All right, last question for you guys. Last topic. Uh, the guys talked, they got asked during the Motorsport tweet, I believe, what the sketchiest, or maybe it was a caller, what the sketchiest place they ever stayed in. And Wes talked about a place in Nevada recently, Dirty Hotel, Scary. Um so you guys travel, you're privateers, you probably stayed in some pretty rough places if you've had to. Uh, give me give me your worst travel story or worst place you stayed, Justin. Uh, my van. Okay. Just <laughs> maybe, maybe just sleeping in like my old little Chevy van. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing was pretty tiny. It didn't really have a bed set. It didn't have a bed set up at all. Um, with hotels, I mean, I've had some pretty crappy hotels, but they, they've never been like like that bad, like how Wes was saying. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've slept on the floor of my van, um, literally like next to my motorcycle. And I think that's probably the worst thing I've done with like a can of fuel right there too. And right, right. Yeah, not the best. So yeah, maybe that, I don't know. I've been pretty fortunate on that side of things with the travel side. Okay. How about you, Grant? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have anything specific in my head that was like, Oh my God. But, um, I went out to, I think it was like Kentwood, Louisiana last year for a, uh, a money race. And my dad booked my hotel. I think, I don't know if it was north of that or if it was in Kentwood or maybe it might've been Brookhaven, but I mean, the, the hotel definitely wasn't the nicest. It was in a pretty sketchy part of town. So, I mean, that's, that's the most recent one I've had where I was like, man, could have found somewhere a little bit nicer. Yeah. Well, I can give you two for me. So St. Louis, two or three years ago, um, I think 2018, uh, I stayed at a hotel kind of under the interstate from the stadium. Like you just walk out of the stadium front doors, go under the interstate. It's kind of catty corner. And it was rough. And like I got there early and I tried to check in. The guy's like, hey, we haven't cleaned it yet. Give us, give us a couple hours. So I went over there to eat, you know, just down, just kind of walked across the parking lot through the the um, casino that's next door, and went ate, came back, and he's like, "Yeah, it's ready." So I went up there, and there was pubes on the toilet and a roach in the tub. I was like, uh, "I thought you guys cleaned it." Um, that was disgusting. Like it was so bad, and I just didn't have the funds to move, so I just stayed there. Uh, that was really bad. And then 2017, first Freestone National. Me and my buddy stayed in Corsicana, just uh, north of Freestone, and the air conditioner didn't work. You guys know, middle summer, Freestone, that area, fucking hot. It had one of the, like, the strips they put around the toilet 
saying it was been it'd been clean, but again, pubes and a roach, uh, stuff in the tub. You sure the pubes and roach isn't from you? Because it seems like it's kind of adding up. I manscape, bro. I'm a dean. I'm a dean. <laughs> nope, manscape even even in 2017, or but. No, no, it wasn't me because I hadn't taken a piss yet. I tried to take a piss and I had to break the little the seal that said it would have been cleaned. And there's a roach and some pubes. So yeah, those were the two worst for me. And then like I cannot deal with heat when I'm sleeping. I like it needs to be fucking cold. Like, well, you have shorter hair now. You might be all right. Maybe I'll be all right now. But then like I, you know, 67, 68 degrees is where I want it when I'm sleeping, and it was like 90. Those were my two worst worst hotel experiences. So uh, yeah, good stuff. I think I just I, I just came up with one while you were talking. Okay, um, let's hear it. Another money race. I, I think it might have been two years ago, two or three years ago. I went out to uh, to Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Been there, yeah. Yeah, that definitely was the wrong place to stay, <laughs> if I remember correctly. It was not very friendly. Okay, to, not much there, as I recall. Yeah, no the the track the track itself was okay. But yeah. Yeah, the town wasn't wasn't very welcoming. I don't think. <laughs> Fun stuff. All right, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, we're gonna get Ginger Dog on just a minute before I let you guys go. Justin, anything that I missed that you want to talk about on this this particular five hundred three? Uh, how awesome I am! I'm pretty cool. I don't think that was mentioned park. on episode five hundred three, so that's invalid. Yeah, they definitely that brought my name up, and that was definitely how cool I am. No, okay. No, uh, I, I don't remember. No, I think it. I, don't I think it was that. pretty good. I, I think, think that Jizz should think, start backwards, in my opinion. Backwards and the second row? No, first row backwards. Oh, first row backwards. Okay, all right. First row backwards. Well, we're, we're going to find so out I how think. shit's going to go in just a few days. Um, I am looking forward to it. So I'll be down there. I'll yeah. be fully in it. I'll be. Uh, I'll be. I'll look for you. I'll know who you are. I'll. Re- I'll recognize you. I hope so. Somebody. Somebody. Where am I? What's that, Grant? No, I think I think no lives on Instagram because we're making a video out of it. Oh yeah. Oh, oh man. Don't go live on Instagram. You got to make it. You got to have the suspense. That's actually a good point. You know what? Yeah. That's fine. I'll just I'll just keep an eye on Twitter. Somebody else will do it. Maybe I'll break Some, the, somebody I break will the embargo. <laughs> Grant, anything that we did we missed that you want to talk about? How awesome um, is. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, I'm not feeling too awesome yet. Um. Outdoors has not started. You know, I, that's that's really my place to shine. This whole super you're part of the thing, squad. You know, you're pretty awesome. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, the uh, the first squad member. I so I I am the best squad member at that. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm here for it. Tr- Team Troy yeah. Dog squad member. We're gonna get uh we're gonna get the boss lady here on in just a minute. Uh, thanks to Justin. Thanks to Grant for coming on. Hard Dog Star Dog. Appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks for taking the time, Justin. I'll see you in a couple days. Sounds good. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks, Grant. See ya. Thank you. Keep me on, though. Absolutely, man. Thanks, guys. See ya. All right. We are back with a a special guest. We have uh, the the actual boss, the the head honcho of Squad, Troy Dog. (laughs) Uh, She's called Ginger Dog by Troy Dog. I'm not going to call her that. She is Sarah. Sarah. We'll call you Sarah Dog. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. You are the wife to Troy Benjen, to Troy Dog. Mm-hmm. So before we get into his uh, experience on Pulpamex and his travel experience, this whole uh, squad thing, this team Troy Dog has really, man, he, he's he got a passion for this thing and he really has 
done quite a bit for some of these privateers, helping them out and for doing a lot of promotion over the last couple of years. It's pretty cool. What do you think about it? You know, it, it really is. It's kind of crazy because we met in, oh God, it's been since 2010. And I mean, he was just riding for fun. Mm-hmm. Motocross was never really something that I was exposed to until I met him. And it's 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 been really cool to kind of see him grow, grow his brand and what he's doing because he was just a kid. I mean, we both grew up in Ohio. We're both from Cincinnati. And, you know, he just kind of pushed himself into it. And over the past, oh my God, it's been like 13 years. He's really kind of just taking control. And it's it's been really cool to see. Um, it's like the one thing that he's just been super passionate about. And yeah. it's it's been really kind of fun to to be a part of it. So... Yeah, it's yeah. been interesting as I've seen him grow through you know uh, Twitter and social media and, and getting these riders involved and guys that he's passionate about. Uh, but the, uh, we also know that he's very passionate about Pulp Mex. He's a big fan. So this past mm-hmm. Monday was a big deal for him. <laughs> um, talk about, just give me a little background on how excited he was and what it meant to him to be going to Pulp Mex, possibly going to ride mountain bikes with Steve, all the things he was supposed to do in <laughs> Vegas right. uh, before everything went sideways. Like, Talk about that a little bit. Oh, so I was kind of hands off on all this. He okay. He flew out to he flew out to Vegas. It's been a couple years. He used to work for Steve, and he's kind of bounced around. He, I mean, Verb has been like kind of his, you know, his home, and yeah. um, it's, it was really cool. We you know were up in KC for for the Shred Tour and got to see all the guys, which was really kind of neat. Like such an awesome group of guys. But you know, he I kind of let him kind of do his own thing. I'm like, you know, they had all the, you know, the tickets planned and he's like, I got this under control. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, okay. I was like, all right, you know, I put, I, I put some faith in this dude. I'm like, I think he's got it. But, <laughs> but you know, it was funny because his plan was to go pick up, you know, we we're going to go pick up Wes and I, I, I do love being at the race. So I'm like, I, I want to go. So we kind of rigged it up so that, um, so I could drive out there with him. And, and actually, I mean, we were only there two hours, but it was super fun. And, you know, we got back really late and I checked him in and I was like, you know, I didn't look at, I didn't even check the time. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I logged in, we got the app up and I'm like, all right, you know, I know what your seat is, you know, you, you know what you got to do. Yeah. We got home at like 11 and, you know, they got up early. It was like, but it was way before 5am. I'm like, they're going to be fine. And next thing I know, He's like running upstairs. I'm still in bed. And he's like, I'm late. Like, I'm going to miss my flight. I'm like, ah, I kind of just like was like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, it's literally like four something in the morning. Like, I'm like, there's no way you're going to miss it. Yeah. By the time he got there, like I was I I hadn't really heard anything. I was kind of just like waiting. And I got the I got the text and he's like, (laughs) he's like, man, I'm not going to make it. And I'm like, there's no way. But it was, it was like a whole journey. Um, but the dude is seriously committed. That's the one thing, like just what I've seen over the past, Oh my God, what? 12, 13 years. Yeah. That is like, I, he, he's going to find a way to get there. Like he, he told me, he's like, I'm not going to make it. I'm coming home. And I was kind of like, there's, you know, I was in denial, but he, he came home and we were kind of sitting in the living room and he's like, we were looking up flights. I'm like, how can I get this man out to Vegas? And, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it had you know it had been like he was talking about this for months. Yeah, and I know. I'm like, we're, I'm like, we're gonna figure it out, but yeah. we're looking up all these flights, and I mean, CVG is kind of a small airport. Which I'm like, Troy, how the heck did you not get where you needed to be? No kidding. <laughs> but, I, but yeah, the biggest joke. I'm like, you could you could get lost in a in like a like a paper bag. Like he's so bad. 
with direction. That's what I want to ask. This is not uncommon, right? No, no. That is like, I look back over all the years of knowing him and he is so bad with figuring out where he needs to be. And I laugh because, I mean, we both grew up in Cincinnati. Like his parents still live over there. I mean, we're talking 20 plus years of living in the same area. And if I tell him like, hey, jump on this highway, you know, you got it on 71. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How yeah. do you still not know where you're going? Uh, I know people like that. Yeah. 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 And like, it's like, God love him. I mean, but like this stuff, he's like, I'm not missing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks to Wes and, and Mathis for making it happen. But I love the, like that we were just talking with uh, with Grant and Starling about like the, the post that Wes made the next morning was like, you know, just go to gate D and there's no signs. I don't know how to get there. It's like, literally there's pictures of signs. Every airport has signs, Troy. Right. I know. You just have to look. I know. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm not even going to stress. I'm like, you, you're <laughs> the dude is, he's going to be 32. I'm like, he's got this. And then, you know, <laughs> it's so good. here we are. But it's, it was, it was crazy. But like, honestly, the fact that like, you know, Wes and Steve, like they're such great dudes. Like yeah. that is the one thing I love about this whole industry. Like, you know, like I said, I haven't really been like super immersed in it my whole life, but like everything I've seen from just everybody involved in moto, like everybody kind of just takes care of each other. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the one thing I love about it. And I just can't let that go because like everybody I've met and just, you know, everybody I've been able to, so like, you know, kind of, you know, make connection with connections with, they've all just been super like, you know, like they care. Supportive, I, yeah, I love, supportive, yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So before I let you go, I got a couple more questions for you. Where did the Troy dog, ginger dog, star dog, where did that come from? <laughs> oh my God. How much time you got? Cause well, like yeah. we could get, well, you know, it's funny because I even look back at like the whole, like, like the whole pineapple and the whole squad. Like yeah, yeah. It, it was a whole thing. And it's so funny because I was just telling him upstairs. I'm like, I'm thinking back to whole, like your whole logo in general. Um, it, it all started, like we did this whole picture with, it was actually my oldest son, Eli. And like, it was, they were literally trying to recreate. It was like the DJ, DJ Khaled, like the, like the, um, son of Assad, like, um, album cover. Okay. So he had me, he had me buy these like Hawaiian shirts and he, it was spiraling off with verb and he needed like a logo. And I'm like, why don't you use that, that picture? And, you know, shout out to Mike Fisher. He's the one that kind of brought that to light. And the whole pineapple thing kind of grew and, you know, like, you know, Chiz was kind of like the OG. Yeah. Um, he, he kind of started off the whole squad, which, you know, awesome dude. He's totally crushing it this year, which is so cool to see. But, um, you know, after, after, you know, Chiz came Grant and, you know, Ash has been awesome. Ash blocks him. He's been kind of helping me out with the merch. Um, I kind of run that God bless Troy. That's another thing he kind of needs help with. He's like, I don't know what looks good yeah, <laughs> Probably with yeah. the colors, like, you know, but you know, and, and, you know, with Starling, like they're all just so excited to be kind of helping us all out. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're all, they're all doing like such cool things. So it's honestly such an awesome group of guys and, you know, Dozer's out there, he's going to be outdoors, but you know, it's been really cool to kind of see him grow it because like I said, he started from, from just being a kid from Ohio, just kind of slumming it and, making connections where he can, but it's been really, Very it's cool. been really fun. And it's kind of funny that like where I'm at just kind of being pulled into it all. Yeah. Like, Hey, I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. And I, I was really excited that he was getting to go do pulp. 
I have to be honest. I said this during the wrap up a little bit ago. I was even more excited when it went sideways a little bit because for the <laughs> for the listeners part of it, for the entertainment value, it was so awesome. Like he went went through all that trouble to hang right. out for a couple hours, and he's like. I don't know if I'll make my flight home. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like at the time, I think he had about two hours to be there. And I'm like, well, knowing how things went earlier, the airport is literally five minutes away, but he could end up in freaking Oh my Bar- God, Barstow. we live like, we live right down the yeah. street. I'm like, we hear these planes fly all day. I'm like, the fact well, you missed that. And then it's like, he ran inside. He was outside. He's like, I got another flight. I got to go. I'm like, get out of here. Like, right. There's no way we're, <laughs> there's no way we're rescheduling this. So it was, it, it really was kind of funny how it all worked out. I'm glad he was able to go though. But yeah, he brought a lot of entertainment. He brought a lot of entertainment to Pulp Mex on episode 503. So we appreciate it. Appreciate you letting him go and kind of jumping on here to make sure that we know this is not like a one-time thing. This is just our Troy. Oh yeah. Yep. He's, he's in it for, he's in it for the long haul. That's so. awesome. Yep. Well, uh, Sarah, thank you for jumping on here for a few minutes and kind of giving us a little insight into Troy Dog. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon, and hopefully one of these days we'll uh, we'll meet up somewhere and uh, you know go watch some racing. Heck yeah! Let me know. I'll be there. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Sarah. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. That was great. Thanks to Sarah for jumping on Ginger Dog, as her husband calls her, but. Uh, yeah, I think that was a pretty entertaining show, Steve. Um, hope so. Uh, we didn't always stick to Pulp Mech stuff, but we normally don't, right? Uh, I want to thank the sponsors, Motosport.com, Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, and Seal Savers, all for helping out. And as I always tell you guys, all the sponsors of Pulp Mech, check them out at PulpMechShow.com. Use the links, use the discount codes, support those guys, man. Uh, the more you do with the sponsors, the more they're going to support Steve and keep these shows going. So get them up there, uh, spend your money with them. And, you know, you got to buy parts if you're into the industry anyway. If you're riding, you got to buy gear. So go support those guys that help Pulp Mix out. Uh, other than that, darkside at pulpmix.com. If you have any questions, comments, criticisms, etc. cetera. Uh, other than that, it's 503. It's a wrap. We're out. See ya. Why would you want to re-talk about the Pulp Show?